Breaking Verses Down is brought to you by God. God, speaking through Pastor Jason since 2002 and in charge of the universe since always. Just another episode of Breaking Verses Down. Hope everybody is doing well out there in podcast land on a Sunday evening. Currently 614 here out on the wet coast. That's what I call it because it's been raining nonstop for days. And um, something that we're used to here on Vancouver Island. So I won't complain about it. Hello, everybody. My name is Jason. Jason McKenzie is the full name, and some people call me Chico. Either or works for me. This is a cool episode because the verse that we're going to look at tonight, Isaiah 52, verses 7 to 12, was a request from one of my viewers. And I won't name names because I know what it means to be um, confidential. So, yeah, I got a request for this to um, happen. And we're going to look at this Bible verse. And that is so cool that I'm getting responses from people. I hope that I do it justice for what you're trying to figure out, anonymous requester. So, yeah, that's good. And I am really excited for this whole week because not only am I doing this podcast, but the podcast that will be aired on Tuesday, November 21st, which is Next week's podcast episode will be something that I call a Chico chat. I've done these before, um, once before. I meant to have more of them in season one, but only one happened. And here we go on Chico chat number two. I will be speaking to a very good friend of mine, Pastor Ryan Schman. He is the youth pastor at Eagle Mountain Church in Nanaimo, British Columbia, Canada. Um, He also works for Youth for Christ. And he is an amazing person, and he has an amazing testimony. And I want him just to share his testimony on my podcast, and that's what's going to happen next week. It's going to be awesome. I am truly psyched up for that. I'm actually traveling down island because I live up island from there. So I get to go on a little road trip with my kids down to our old stomping grounds. Uh, I'm excited for that. And it is going to be fun. So look forward to that. It will be a do not miss kind of episode. And I am not going to waste any time. Get right into this episode because this is a rather longer um, amount of versage that I have here to break down. And I'll be the first to admit, again, not an expert on this, but I'm just going to give you how I feel God would want me to explain these verses. And again, we're going into Isaiah 52, verses 7 to 12. And you people are like, finally, 
the guy is just going right into Bible verses and not be, act like he's a five-year-old child and tells silly jokes at the beginning of this Bible uh, of the um, episode. Finally, he's learned to grow up. Well, you'd like to think that, but I thought I'd just let you know that the other day I was at Costco and I got a hot dog and the ketchup pusher thingamajiggy, the pump, broke down and nobody could get any ketchup. And everybody looked like they were in a state of shock. How were all of these people in Costco supposed to eat a hot dog without ketchup? It was a scene, man. I just walked away. Ate my um, hot dog with just relish. Is that even legal? So there you go. Thought I was going to be all serious. Didn't happen. Moving on. Isaiah chapter 52 verses 7 to 12. I will begin to read this. Thank you, Lord. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, exclamation point. Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arms in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure. You who carry the articles of the Lord's house. But you will not leave in haste or go in a fight. For the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. Praise God. Powerful scriptures happening right there. This chapter is prophetic. And it speaks to the coming of Jesus later on down the road. And of course, in Isaiah, we are before that. We are in the Old Testament, as everybody knows. And Isaiah was addressing the people of Judah that they, as, as they were exiled in Babylon. Of course, they were taken over by Babylonian rule. And he was basically trying to motivate his people to not lose faith and that God does still have to deliver them from Babylonian rule, that he would still deliver them from Babylonian rule. He was going to make it happen. So I'm going to read what I call part one, but it's really um, verses seven and verses eight. And we're going to get right into breaking these words. Down. It's a powerful group of scripture here, I must admit. And for my requester out there, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Good stuff. Okay, so we're going to read this again. Part one. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen 
Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. The first word that I would like to break down is this word called proclaim. Proclaim. And what it means is to announce officially or publicly. So we're going to announce something official and public. And Isaiah is saying here, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace. So how great it is to proclaim that the Lord was going to take charge of this, that the Lord was going to make good of this, that after all of the horrible stuff that had happened to the Jewish people and the people of Judah over all this time, that there was somebody that could officially proclaim that this was going to be okay. And Isaiah, being the prophet here, was doing just that. And he says, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. What does Zion mean? Well, I think for in this situation with these verses here, if we're looking into the context of the situation, Zion means the kingdom of heaven. And then as they go on here in the scripture, they talk about watchmen. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together, they shout for joy. Watchmen are people whose job it is to guard a building or an area. Today, I went to a store downtown where I guess um, they must be having some sort of crime or something like that um, spike up because they had a watchman at the door. And he was keeping rule. He was watching out for anything um, that was happening in that store that was negative. And in this case, the people that are watchmen are the people that are watching for the return of the Lord. Because the people of Judah in this situation, they, they, I can't say for all of them, but the majority of them had faith that God was going to come back and help them get out of this horrible situation that they actually got themselves into. The verse speaks of anticipation. The people of Judah are anticipating that their God was going to redeem them from Babylonian rule. And picture yourself being ruled by your enemy for 70 years or so, and they are still waiting for God to rescue them. When I think about that, I think about what great faith that must have took. They must have just had faith just burned into their being, believing that God was going to help them get out of this situation and waiting and waiting and waiting all those years for some sort of way to be redeemed, some sort of way to be rescued from this mess. I, I ask you this question, and as I do that, I ask myself, would I be able to wait 70 years for the same thing, believing without, without ceasing to believe that God was going to help me out of this situation? Would I stay with God? I had a trial last year, and a month and a half of not hearing God's voice just drove me over the edge. A month and a half. These people 
are waiting 70 years or so to have their God save them, rescue them from Babylonian rule. How long would you wait for your miracle? How long would I wait for mine? I don't know if I'd wait seven years. I'd like to think that I would. But if I'm being honest, I don't know if I would. <clears throat> so we go into part two. And this is verses nine and ten. And I'll read those as well. Burst into songs of joy together. You ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Ruins. We get the idea of what ruins means. But like I've said before, when you get a definition of it and it's way more clear and concrete, it helps you to understand just the magnitude of it. Ruins here means physical destruction or disintegration of something. It, it, this is very ironic because, you know, this whole, this, this whole verse is talking about how God was going to rescue them. And yet here they are sitting in ruins, sitting in ruins. And, and, and what, again, I go back to what I said before, what, must, what faith it must have taken. You know, it says in verse 9, burst into song and joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. Hey, all you guys over there, you know, all you guys that are ruined, all you guys that are destroyed, all you guys that are disintegrated, burst into song and joy and just be happy because God still knows your name and he is still coming. Irony is best if you ask me. The Jewish people are being told to go from those ruins to sing songs of joy in anticipation that God was going to help them out of the situation. And then we get to the word that I might have already said, actually, but now I'm going to define it. Redeemed. To release from blame or debt. Oh my goodness, does that ever sound like a good thing? To release from blame or debt. God's people were being told to expect to be released from their loss of their nation, from their ruins, due to the belief that they had in God, that God would redeem them. Wow. Powerful stuff right there. And Isaiah is telling them to get ready because God was going to redeem Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arms in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our joy. I love that God said bare, because bare means to be without addition, basic and simple. You see, our God this God that we worship, this God that we have trusted our lives to, this God that we have faith in, when he is when he is in presence with you, when he is with you in your in your in your darkest time, he is still his bare self because God does not have to change. God does not have to grow. God does not have to Find enough muscle to make something happen. God just 
does things. That is why we call him I am. And right here he is saying that he will, as I scroll up here and find the word, the Lord will lay bare his holy arm. He doesn't need to strengthen up that arm. He doesn't need to change it or modify it. He just lays it bare. And that is more than enough for the great I am. The Lord will lay bare his holy arms in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. So good. God is so powerful that he cannot improve himself. In his bare form, he is as glorious as it gets. Nothing gets more glorious than God in his bare form. One of the things that just puts tingles up my spine, thinking about how awesome it's going to be to worship something like that. That is so awesome, so absolute, that there cannot be addition to it. It's perfect. It's bliss. It's everything. And he loves you. Praise God. That is so good. Part 3, verses 11 and 12. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure. You who carry the articles of the Lord's house. But you will not leave in haste or go in flight. For the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. There is a word that they put in verse 11. When I was reading this, I was thinking, I bet you people are going to wonder what there is, is meaning. What are they meaning by there? Depart, depart. Go out from there. Well, from what I can see from reading this and learning about it, is there is speaking about the Babylonian rule that they were under. Isaiah was saying to remove themselves from the Babylonian ways or remove yourself from there. So from the Babylonian ways, customs, and practices. God was on his way to lead them away from their rulers. That is what he means by there in that scripture. He's saying, move away from that because good news is coming. God will redeem us. We will get out of this. And when he comes, we want to make sure that we are as strong as we possibly can be in our faith. Remove yourself from there. And then he talks about articles. He says, come out from it and be pure. You who carry the articles of the Lord's house. By articles, what he's saying is particular items or objects. It isn't clear in here as far as I can see whether he's talking about physical items or mental items. If he's talking about, about uh, just having your places like your homes or whatever prepared for them when they come or having your heart ready for it. But it says, you who carry the articles of the Lord's house. Well, we are the temple. So maybe it means that we should have our hearts and articles of our being ready 
for God to come. Isaiah is not mincing words here. He is telling you with absolute faith that God will redeem this situation for Judah. And, the, and that um, Jerusalem would be put back into order again, the way it should be. He uses the word haste next. And he, st- he uses that in verse 12 when he says, But you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. So, you will not leave in haste. What does haste mean? Let me scroll down and I'll tell you. Haste means excessive speed or urgency. So, he's saying you will not leave in haste. So, you will not leave in excessive speed and urgency. God is so good. God is so powerful. God in his bare form is so awesome. That he's saying you won't have to speed out of there. I'm just going to bring you right out of there. And you are going to be protected by my rear guard. You're just going to walk right out of this situation. And what it seems Isaiah is saying is that when they leave, they won't have to run away for their lives. God will provide all of the spiritual muscle needed to fix the situation, to correct it. They will depart from this situation very strongly. Praise God, that's so good. I can see why this scripture is good to tell people and to show people who are trying to figure out, well, why should I follow God? Why should I even care? And if you have enough time to explain to them about what's going on in Jerusalem at this time, how it had been just put into ruins, And yet God said he was going to fix it. He was going to redeem it. He was going to make Jerusalem prosper once again. He was going to spiritually free them. He was going to take care of it for his people. I could see why you'd want to let people know this. People that are wondering why I should follow God. Well, this is why you should follow God. He could take somebody that's going, that is, that couldn't be further away from knowing God's love. And make you just fall in love with him. I know that because I'm one of those people. I had no intention of loving God. I had no intention of obeying God. I had no intention of following this Christian walk. And God just changed me. He changed me from the inside. And it changed me on the outside. And I'm thankful for it. So, what does this verse mean? To me, this verse means one thing. When God has made his mind up for something to happen, it will happen no matter what. We have a choice, you see. We have a choice to get right with God and trust that his plans for our lives are about to take shape or to continue continue to be ruled by our own flesh of this world not in this world. We have to trust God in the process. Sometimes we don't like it because the process takes a long time. But God knows you better than you know yourself and he will make you walk through this and get you to the other side of it. You have to put your faith in him. 
He holds everything in the palm of his hand. Isaiah was a beacon of hope here, proclaiming to his people that God had not forgotten them. In your darkest moment, God has not forgotten you. He loves you just the same in that darkest moment or in your brightest moment. In the good and in the bad and in the ugly. I love that movie. He is there loving you and his love for you is unchanged. Keep that and hold on to it. So that in the, in the hard situations, when your heart is in ruins, he will redeem you from your Babylonian ruler, whatever the case may be. He will be there to get you through your mess. And it will turn into a message. And you'll be able to proclaim that to other people, hurting people, that God loves them too. And that's what this scripture is all about. It's about holding on to that faith and knowing that God is with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? It's a lovely scripture that we just read through. And I thank you for the requester for um, requesting that. I pray that every single person that hears this would know or could know that God loves them, will help them through their darkest moment, and his love for them will never change. I'm just going to leave it right like that because that is just beautiful and that is just perfect. God is with you. I could sit here from hours and hours and just say the same thing over again because it's so important that you know that love. But I'm going to leave it at that. Remember, next week we have a Chico chat with Pastor Ryan Schman, and I am excited for it because you guys are going to get blessed by it. And I'll leave it at that, third closing. God bless you all. Remember, you are God's favorite, and God always loves you. God bless. Like, click, share, if you care.